Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. You're listening to The Reinvention Project with Jim Rome Podcast. Welcome to episode 33 of The Reinvention Project with Jim Rome. Hope you're having an absolutely awesome week once again. You know, I want to hammer this point home to start this episode. And yes, I've done this before, but I think it's really important. I feel really strongly about this and I'm trying to lock in on it personally myself. I'm talking about the importance of finishing this year strongly and for a number of reasons. Number one, you want to be in the habit of finishing everything strongly because remember, how you do anything is how you do everything. You should be looking to finish everything you do every single day strongly, especially your entire year. Number two, you know people are starting to lay it up and shut it down as we get towards the holidays. So you want to make sure you're hammering away. It's a great way to get separation. And finally, if you do this, you will not have to ramp up to start the new year. You will hit the ground running instead, and you'll have an edge to start 2022. I get it. It is the end of another long year. Look, by all means, get some rest. Recover. Just don't shut down completely and start relinquishing your gains and lose all the momentum you have. That's my mindset as we approach the end of the year. And I guarantee it's the mindset of my guest today, except he would probably 20x that or more. Given that he works and trains a number of people that I know, I'm not really sure how it is that I haven't spoken to Todd Durkin before right now, but I'm so glad I did, and I can't wait to do it again. I know you will feel the exact same way when you hear him. My man is the founder of Fitness Quest 10 in San Diego. It's where he trains elite athletes from the NFL, MLB, MMA, Olympians, and so many more. He is a best-selling author, a keynote speaker, a father, a family man, and an all-around badass. And he's here to ignite your passion, your purpose, and make a dramatic impact on as many people as he possibly can. And one of the ways that he's looking to do that is by getting you to get your mind right. In fact, it's the title of his latest book. And if you know anything about me and this pod, you know that's what I'm constantly looking to do. Get my mind right. So you know I'm all about this guy and this conversation. It's episode 33 of The Reinvention Project with star trainer Todd Durkin, and it's coming at you right now. Todd, it is great to have a chance to visit with you and kind of chop it up. Before we get into what you teach and how you enable folks in every walk of life, can you take me back? Where did you grow up and what was your childhood like? Man. Jim, grew up uh, in New Jersey, and uh, youngest of eight kids. Mom and dad got divorced when I was young. I have five sisters, two brothers, and uh, I played for a legendary high school football coach. His name was Warren Wolf. And uh, from the time I was knee high, man, I always wanted to play for this guy. I knew that, you know, they, they had a, an iconic high school football program back in Brick. And uh, that's what it was all about. That's where I grew up and, and going through that program. For me, the way to get out of brick was to earn a college football scholarship and had some great opportunities coming out of high school and eventually ended up at William & Mary down in Virginia. 
All right, so what we're talking about here, Todd, when you go way back, I'm trying to get a sense of, like, this. when you started to forge that mindset, you're the youngest of eight kids, your parents are divorced, you know this is your way out, like, you had that grind, you had that mentality early on. Is that where and when you began to actually forge the mindset that you have even to this day? Yeah, no doubt, no doubt. I think when you look back and you think about reinvention too, Jim, right, it's who who are the teachers and the coaches and the mentors in your life? I remember my freshman year in high school, I remember my father, who was my biggest mentor, biggest cheerleader, he said, you always need mentors in your life. I'm like, what's a mentor? Right. (laughs) What's a mentor? He's like, well, it's someone that can steer you in the right direction when when things are good or when things are bad. And and you're going to have coaches in your life that you like, coaches you don't like. And uh, I was like, well, how do you find them? He's like, well, you seek them out. And it was at that point in my life, I was just, you know, 13, 14 years old as a freshman in high school. Uh, I was like, okay, I know that I need mentors in my life, but there's no doubt going back to when I was a young boy is, is man, I, I knew that sports was my way out. I had to figure out a way to use sports as a vehicle because we didn't have much money growing up. I literally, you know, if we had a, a, a pizza, it was a, it was a treat to, to have a, you know, Caesar's pizza takeout was a treat. So you don't know that when you're a young kid, but looking back now, there's no doubt there's a, a mindset of, of resiliency and grit and, and also love. I mean, my mom raised eight of us as a single parent and growing up, looking back now, it's like, wow, they sacrificed a lot just to get us to the point where we could be uh, somewhat decent human beings. I want to tell you about one of my favorite brands, an amazing brand, Overland. Overland is a family-owned American heritage brand that has put comfort and quality first for nearly five decades now. They offer outerwear, accessories, and home decor made from sustainable, natural fibers like sheepskin, leather, and wool. Also, Overland uses expert craftsmanship to pair the highest quality merino sheepskin, which is naturally moisture-wicking, temperature-regulating, and antimicrobial with supportive memory foam midsoles in order to make slippers that feel better and wear better for longer. These slippers are absolutely incredible. And I'll tell you something else. Something that really sets Overland apart is that they're one of the only brands in the world that use true double-faced sheepskin. So the suede that you see outside is the same piece as the fluffy sheepskin you feel inside. And it's lighter and more breathable and means there are no synthetic materials touching your feet. If you want a pair of well-made, comfier than you can imagine slippers these are the ones to get and everybody needs slippers so they're the perfect no-brainer gift plus overland offers a 100 satisfaction guarantee and their commitment to customer service is incredible so don't wait another day to slip into something way more comfortable get the very best highest quality sheepskin slippers on the market at overland.com slash roam you'll get free shipping and free returns and i recommend you do this right now because these slippers are so beloved they have been known to sell out that's overland.com slash roam overland.com slash roam so now these are things that you preach and things that you teach i'm curious before we really get into what your philosophies are i want to ask you this when you when you got out of school you left a guaranteed job and a salary and ultimately decided to go out on your own you had no clients you had no income you had no assurance that you could pay your bills in the beginning how scary and how daunting was that Scary as heck. And, and Jim, you know, just to step back, the reason why this all happened was when I was done with college, uh, I thought I wanted to go into teaching and coaching, but there was this little whisper inside of me that said, hey, 
you still can play some football. So I went overseas. I took the circuitous route to the NFL. My dream was to always play in the NFL. Didn't happen. So I went overseas and I played in uh, the World Football League and a European professional football and I blew out my back. And I was 25 years old. I, I uh, was a quarterback. So I, I uh, blew out my back doing a hook slide to avoid getting hit. And I got hit. Hmm. And the reason why I share that story is because, you know, from 25 to age almost 30, I went down this long road to healing my own pain. Um, I was, you know, 380 discs, spinal stenosis, degenerative back disease. And I always thought I wanted to play football. Next thing I know, all I was doing was rehabbing. Well, come to find out, you know, in this four, almost five year path, this journey to heal my own pain, it really was allowing me to work with healers and body workers and trainers and coaches and mentors in the healing world that ultimately allowed me to take this chance to open my own business. You know, I grew up in New Jersey. I never, never thought I'd end up in California, but I started working for this guy named Michael King. He owned King World Productions. They produced Oprah, Oprah Winfrey, Wheel of Fortune, Jeopardy. Next thing I know, I'm living in Malibu, California, training Hollywood stars. But deep down, Jim, I was like, this isn't where I'm supposed to be. I, I, I want to work with athletes and I want to I wanna have my own business someday. So I moved to San Diego to where I open, eventually opened my business with no clients, no, no money, no business plan. But it really was that back pain, that injury that allowed me to, you know, you talk about reinventing myself then at 25 to reinvent myself and say, hey, let's go for this. I've got nothing to lose. It was scary, yes. But as one of my, my good friends said at the time, he's like, you got nothing to lose, man. You, you got a beat up old 1987 Volvo. You don't own a house. You don't have a wife. Go for it. You got nothing to lose. And that was the mindset of going in at, at uh, you know, that age of let's open our business and see what we can do. All right. So I, I'm glad that you laid that out like that, Todd, because I want to stress to our listeners that this is where you started. I mean, now you've kind of developed an empire for yourself and you've worked with some super high level people and then people with every walk of life. But this is where you started, like from the very bottom and you scratch and you clawed and you fought your way out. So let me ask you this. As we move forward now, over the last year and a half, for sure, especially, but generally speaking, I know you encounter people that you work with and they're facing tough times or they're burnt out or they've mm -hmm. lost their spark. They've lost their motivation. Essentially, their life either is not where it used to be or where they want it to be. And they'll say to you, Todd, man, I am fried. I'm exhausted. I cannot change myself, much less my life or the world around me. I'm beat up and they've lost faith. What do you tell that person? Keep going. Keep digging. Uh, I believe that most people today uh, are in some way, in some way, feeling some form of either emptiness, loss, brokenness. Uh, they're down or they're depressed or they're burnt out. I think that's most people today because of the, the tenacity that we've the last couple of years with the pandemic. It's like there's a lot of soul searching going on. And I don't care your age, whether you're 25, you're 50 or even you're 75. And I got I got clients that are in their 70s who are in the same capacity right now. Like, man, I feel like I need a deeper purpose in life. I need to keep going. And, and then I'm like, okay, well, then tap into your whispers. One of my beliefs is, is you know, when you tap into your whispers, what, what's, what's God for me as a man of faith? What's God telling you to do? And, and I think that's a, a common place now is what is it? What is that purpose that we're supposed to do? And, and, and the fear comes up and like, okay, well, things are good. And, and they're going well in some capacities, but there's got to be more to life. There's got to be. And I think that's the majority of the people, including the pro athletes, Jim, that I work with. There's more to life than than what's going on right now. 
So you and if if they're missing something and maybe they're not, Todd, hearing the whispers, or maybe they don't have that purpose, or maybe they don't have that mission, and they're searching. And I agree with you. I think that I think every one of us we're, we're all dealing with something, right? Some of us are better yep. at hiding it than others. But one of the things that you're quick to remind people is that you are an overcomer. What does it mean to be an overcomer? <laughs> overcomer, because it, we're all facing adversity. So if I was to ask you right now. What's the biggest adversity you're facing? When you really think about it, in a lot of ways, a lot of people would say myself. Yep. I got to overcome myself. So it's like my own mindset. So Jim, back in the middle of the pandemic, 2020, uh, I wrote this book. It's called Get Your Mind Right. And my question is, well, how do you get your mind right when your mind's not right? (laughs) Because if your mind was right, you wouldn't need to get your mind right. But every day, there's 60 to 80,000 thoughts a day, and 75% of those thoughts are negative or you're thinking about what you don't have. So how do you reconstruct your mind and, and, and literally change your thoughts and change the way you think? Because it's an everyday thing. When I say, when I say you gotta win the day, you gotta win the moment. Now more than ever before, it's like, how do you win right now? What's on the plate today that I need to make sure that I can conquer today? Are you working out? Are you eating right? Are you, are you ingesting uh, things that are going to feed your body, mind, and soul in a positive way? Because if you're not moving, if you're not working out, you're not eating right, you're not thinking right, well, then how are you supposed to discover your purpose? How are you supposed to go to a deeper level? And I'm not just talking financially. I'm not talking just your career. I'm talking with your relationships. I'm talking your own faith walk. I'm talking with, with every aspect of how you are as a parent, as a mom or dad. Heck, I got three kids. It's in every way, how do you become a better man? How do you become a better woman? And that's what I'm about is like, how do you become a better person, a better version of yourself? And I think that most people today are trying to discover how do I become the best version of myself? Life is hard, I get it, but don't let the stress of daily life weigh on your body. Whether you're an elite athlete or somebody just like me, just trying to make it through the day tension-free, Theragun can help. Theragun is amazing. Theragun is the handheld percussive therapy device that releases your deepest muscle tension using a scientifically calibrated combo of depth, speed, and power, and it's as quiet as an electric toothbrush, but powerful. The Gen 4 Theragun does not just feel good, it gets right to the source of the pain by releasing tension using Theragun's signature percussive therapy, which goes 60% deeper than vibration alone. So whether you want to treat your muscle tension from working out or an injury or just the stresses of everyday life, there is no substitute for the Theragun Gen 4. Theragun is trusted by 250 professional sports teams now, like Real Madrid, Also, elite athletes like Paul George, DeAndre Hopkins, Maria Sharapova, and hundreds of thousands of customers and me. Try Theragun. Try it for 30 days, starting at only $199. Go to therabody.com slash reinvention right now and get your Gen 4 Theragun today. Once again, therabody.com slash reinvention. Therabody.com slash reinvention. I think essentially, Todd, you just summed up the whole point of the reinvention project. This is exactly when I got into this, you know, I'm a guy now in my 50s and I've had a pretty good run, but I'm like, there's something that's not quite right. There's something that's missing. I need to get back that same chip on my shoulder, that same edge. Like I'm grinding. I'm working every day. I really, really care. But there's just something that isn't quite right. That juice that I'm looking for. And I think you just nailed it. But there's so much in that answer to unpack. Like you hit on 10 or 12 really important things. If I were to start with one, though. That whole notion of you need to reconstruct your mind. I think that is 
everything. How do we go about doing this if our mind isn't right? How do you get your mind right? How do you go about reprogramming the mind? Yeah. Well, it goes like this, Jim. And I'm 50 years old as well. 2006, I was training at the time a guy named Ladanian Tomlinson. LT. If you follow football, you've been a fan for a while, you know who Ladanian Tomlinson is. He was my first client I ever worked with. Hmm. He wins the MVP in 2006. I'll never forget this because for four years, that's what we worked for. And then all of a sudden, he said this. He said, hey, Todd, I just won the MVP. What's next? How do I, how do I get the same, the same mojo, the same juju that I had for the last four years? Because his motivation was kind of like, Climbing the mountains, one thing, but when you're on the top of the mountain, how do you find the juice to keep going? And Jim, you, you know, different. I, I think myself, it's when you've attained a certain level of success that you've been yearning for, how do you find the next level? When you're already at the top, if you're the N M MVP in the NFL, how do you repeat that? How do you, you know, continue to drive at a high level? One of the ways you do that, I believe, is you have to really do some soul searching about your habits. What, what habits are going to make or break you? So are there things now that you can really become better in your habits? And when I say habits, some folks in the last year or two have gotten a little lazy in their habits. And that could be anything from what you're eating, what you're drinking, how much you're working out. So one of the ways when you unpack it is, how do we change your habits? It goes back to Coach Wolf again, um, my high school football coaches. Hey, you want to be great? You want to earn a college scholarship? Then get hungry and you got to train when no one else is training because everyone's training to a certain level to be good. But what are you going to do to be great? To me, that's habits. Um, and I think that even now, when you say habits, now the great time of the year, end of December here, sit your booty down. I call it get butt glue, get butt glue and think about your dreams for life. <laughs> you know, what, what, what's, what, what are your dreams? What do you want to achieve in 2022? Well, what, you got to have a dream because if you're attained a certain level of success, well, what's next? Maybe it's about legacy. Maybe it's about what's my life all about? What am I going to create in my life that's going to make a difference to uh, my community, to the people who listen to this show or the podcast? Um, you know, what's going to be the legacy? To me, uh, I had a chance to spend some time recently with a guy named Dave Ramsey. I don't know if you know Dave, Jim, but Dave said something to me that was awesome. He said, find out something that really ticks you off, what pisses you off in the world, find what is burning inside of you, and then you're going to have something you can go after. I'm like, I like that. When you find something that burns inside of you, that ticks you off, that strikes a chord of like, what gets you up in the morning? Like, I'm Things are good. What are you going to do? Yeah. Hey, listen, Todd, I, I, I jumped in there. Sorry to interrupt. I, I so appreciate that response. I've never spoken to Dave, but of course I know of Dave. And and this is part of my mindset. Like I, I get exactly what he's saying because yep. on the way up, there were a couple of things that pissed me off and they were, it's a much deeper conversation, but that's some rocket fuel, man. That's the kind of, forgive me, that's the kind of shit that gets you out of bed in the morning and you're yeah. ready to roll every single day over and over and over yeah. again. There's a certain fire that you get, but as you get older and you achieve, you start to lose that fire and it kind of goes out a little bit. I'm curious, when he challenged you to find something that pissed you off, what did you find? Because you're upbeat, you're happy, you're grateful, you're humble. What was it that pissed you off <laughs> good question it made me think because i don't normally come from that emotion right I was like, okay what's you know for, as a matter of fact what's god pulling me toward when he said hey what pisses you off it got my competitive juices the, you know the athlete inside all of us i'm like i like that 
You know what ticks me off? What, what ticks me off is apathy. I knew when it. Someone says they want to be great, right? And they're not willing to put in the, the effort to be great. That ticks me off. What ticks me off is when, you know, people aren't willing to do what they say they want to do. Hey, I want to lose 20 pounds, but they're drinking alcohol every night. Or, hey, I want to lose 50 pounds, but they're only putting in three days a week of effort. Last I checked, uh, if you want to be great, it's an everyday thing, not a three or four day a week thing. So to me, what ticks me off is when you when someone says they want something and it's a pathetic habit that's formed, it ticks me off. When someone says they want to get their health back, but they're not willing to do it, what really at the core, Jim, when you say what burns inside of me, when someone has another level of, of depth inside them, to me, when I see something inside of them that maybe they don't see inside themselves, that irks me because I see something inside of people as a coach, as a trainer, as a life transformer. That's what fires me up. It's like, okay, I see it inside of you. So start doing what you need to do to get done what you say you want to get done. Move your body. Motion is lotion. Movement is medicine. Move your body, get your mind right and get out there and clean up your habits. To me, that's what it's all about because man, so many times we just don't see the greatness that we, we, we have inside of us. It takes someone else outside of us to see it. You've got to stay hungry. You gotta see, stay hungry. You see, I, th- I think this is the thing, Todd, that so many coaches and mentors and parents struggle with. They want it for the child or the athlete more than they want it for themselves, and then that's something different, right? If you don't want it for yourself, I can't make you want it, but don't tell me you want yeah. it and then sure. not do something about it. The thing you just said, like... When becoming, there's a lot of things that you write about and talk about that we don't even have time to get to, but I want to pick a few of these things. In becoming an overcomer, one of the suggestions you have is that you train every single day for the next 30 days for the reasons you just mentioned. You said motion is lotion, movement is medicine. I mean, it seems pretty evident to everybody that exercise is important, but not everybody does it. I need you to explain this. It it seems basic, but can you explain it? Why is motion lotion and movement medicine yeah listen jim (laughs) at 50 years old um and and you in your 50s the body doesn't feel like it was when it was 25 right no so so a year out as we actually record this show today i had a a, my second knee replacement my second knee replacement i'm 50 years old my mindset was you're too young to have a knee replacement But the truth be told is recently um, my back flared up from my injury 25 years ago, 25 years ago. I told you about that, that story. That's why it was important to tell because all of a sudden that back that was never fixed when they told me I needed surgery was never fixed. Well, that was part of why my knees went out. Well, in the last year, when I did my own set of soul searching about my own career, my own life, and hey, for 25 years, I've, I've been rising to the top in the, in the fitness and sports performance field, I kept saying to myself, man, there's got to be more. But physically, Jim, I was in pain. 2021, I spent a lot of time in pain. Now, the outside world would be like, yeah, but Todd, you're a coach. You own a gym. It's, it's easy for you. No, it's not, because I was fighting my own battle. So here's, here's when I say motion lotion. And movement is medicine. Most days of the week when I'm moving, it's all about just getting my mind right. There are days where I, I, I'm not going out for, a, I can't go out for a run, but I'm going to go for a power walk and do some exercises simply to get my mind right. It's not about 12 pack abs anymore. It's simply like, I got to move because if I don't move, I'm going to be depressed. Yeah. The guy that wrote the get your mind right book is not going to be depressed because movement is essential to get the endorphins released, to get out the, you know, the dopamine, the oxytocin, the serotonin, I call it dose, 
all of these things that are going to be chemicals that go out into the brain. So it's every one of us. It's all of us. When I say motion is lotion, there are days when I was literally crawling in my backyard doing bear crawls because I couldn't even walk around the block simply to get some chemical response to get the mind right. And y'all know if you've been if you've been listening to Jim for a while, if your bodies don't feel like they used to, you got to find a way to work around what might be impairing you. Yeah, get a doctor and take care of what needs to be taken care of. But every day you got to fight like hell. I'm telling you, you got to fight like hell to continue to find something deep inside of you that is the fire. And when you find that thing inside you that burns, the movement aspect is always imperative because you think best when you're moving. You think best when your mind is clear and focused. When you're lying on a couch feeling sorry for yourself or you're depressed, let me tell you what, that's not a great place where you can live your best life. Man, I love that so much. That is so good. That is so, so good. So obviously, movement is so critical. Todd, what about what you fuel yourself with when it comes to nutrition? I mean, we know that you truly are what you eat, right? We know that in every sense. Not just, though, in how you look and how you feel, but help me with this. Tell me if this is an accurate statement or not. Can you also assume that what you eat also impairs or impacts how you think, like, how important is it to fuel yourself with the right stuff top to bottom? Man, it's everything. Your nutrition is everything because you can mess up five, six times a day. You know, you work out once a day, typically. You work, you eat five, six times a day. You can mess up real fast. And it's like it's like a, a, your old coach that you used to play sports for. It comes down to habits and routines and what you do. I don't care what career or industry you're in. It comes down to discipline. Are you making the phone calls you need to make to improve your sales? Are you doing the little things to strategic plan for your business for 2022? Like your discipline, your nutrition is no different. Do you have the discipline to drink more water? Because most people don't drink enough water. Are you going to give up the alcohol? Uh, because if you're drinking too much alcohol, that's going to impair your recovery. And when you're not recovered, you're not going to work out the way you want to. Um, are, how about sugar? I always say sugar makes you soft. What, what, what types of sugary drinks or foods are you eating? Because if you're consuming too much sugar, it's going to strain um, your body and not allow you to perform at your maximum level, including your own focus and clarity. So even when you look at the fundamentals, uh, more hydration, eliminating sugar and alcohol and more carbohydrate, you know, eating less carbohydrates. Are you improving and increasing the amount of lean protein in your diet? Are you eating every three to four hours consuming uh, food that is going to fuel you and not uh, drain you and eradicate the energy that we want? Because after all, we all want more energy. So it comes down to the basics. Are you doing the basic things that you need to do? Once you do that, okay, then we could talk supplements. And then we could talk about all the other fancy things and diets that people want to talk more about because, oh, if I follow this plan, master the basics, master the basics right now. Watch what happens to your energy levels. Because again, energy is everything. Energy is everything. I know I'm talking to some small business owners right now. Just as I know that today, many small business owners are busier than ever before. Time spent searching for and interviewing candidates can take time away from managing and growing a business, which is why LinkedIn Jobs has made it easier to get the candidates worth interviewing faster, and it's free. I have used LinkedIn Jobs for years. It is one of the best resources I have. And what you can do is create a free job post in minutes on LinkedIn Jobs to reach your network and beyond to the world's largest professional network of over 770 
million people. Focus on candidates with the skills and experience that you need. Use screening questions to get your role in front of only the most qualified people. Then use simple tools on LinkedIn Jobs to quickly filter and prioritize who you would like to interview and hire. LinkedIn Jobs is an amazing resource to me, and I know it will be to you, and it helps you find the candidates worth interviewing faster. Did you know, for instance, every single week, nearly 40 million job seekers visit LinkedIn? So post your job for free at linkedin.com slash Rome. That's linkedin.com slash Rome to post your job for free. Terms and conditions do apply. So, Todd, like when sugar, when you say sugar makes you soft, do you mean like sugar makes you soft because it's caloric and you're doughy? Or does sugar make you soft because you give in, because you give in to it and you don't have the discipline to say no to the donut or both? I like it. Both. It makes you both. Let's talk physical from the, from the first standpoint, because when you consume too much sugar, whether you drink too much sugar like a lot of kids or if you're drinking a lot of juice, you're drinking too much sugar, eating too much sugar, there is an insulin response. An insulin response, just to talk turkey for a second here, Jim, when there's an insulin response, what's going to happen is you're going to crave more and more sugar. Right. So the more sugar you consume, you're going to crave more sugar. Next thing you know, you're having a lot of carbohydrates, refined to simple sugars, and ultimately you are going to be softer, meaning you're going you're gonna to hold on to more fat and you're going to get fatter and fatter. Your body comp is going to go up. That's not a good thing. So physically, yeah, it'll make you soft. But I'm also talking soft of your mind. Because when you're not firing on all, on all levels and your synapses and your neurons aren't firing the way they need to, well, how the heck are you supposed to operate as a high performer when you're eating like a little kid? <laughs> like, when I say the little kid, like kids great. like candy and kids like sugar. Stop. You got you to gotta, say man up or woman up. Like you got you to gotta start to, to eat the same way that you would as if you were in training for a high level event or if you were a pro athlete. And, and, and to me, it's like, if you want to be the best you could possibly be, then you got to eat right. Now, here's the kicker though. What if you're hurt? When you're in pain, what happens? You know, cognitively, you know that you should be eating better or you should be working out, but you're like, ah, forget it. I don't feel good. Well, if you base all of your, your habits on feelings, you'll be screwed. Literally, you'll be screwed because if you're basically on feeling, I don't feel like e eating right right now, or I don't feel like working out. Get in the routine and the discipline of doing what needs to be done. Get your tail up in the morning or hire a trainer in the afternoon and get to the gym or get to your basement or get to your studio, wherever you train and work out every day or most days of the week. When it comes to food, prepare your food. Heck, I just got off a flight. I was away for five days. Pack your protein, pack your supplements, have a salad once a day, have a salad once a day. It goes a long way in, in increasing, you know, the greens in your diet and the, and the protein, in your diet and the fruits and the vegetables in your diet. Like just those little habits go a long, long way in having the clarity and the focus in your brain. When you talk about getting your mind right, it's not just your mindset. It's also literally the, the chemical response that happens inside of your brain so that your body, your mind, and your soul are all fueled for success. Wow, my man, this is incredible. There's so much good in there. All right, so mindset, mindset. How much of that is just sheer will and choice and decision, but how much of that is chemical in your mind, your mindset? Well, you got to set the chemicals. It's a lot of chemical response because, again, let's say you're like focusing right now and you'd say, well, I've got a mediocre mindset. Okay, right. let's look at the habits. What do you, What's the input? If you're listening to you know, your podcast, Jim, you're listening to my podcast, your mind is being fed positive thoughts. 
you're more likely, if you're working out right now, you're more likely as you listen to this, you're probably going to get a great workout in because you're listening to uh, speech and talk that's going to elevate your mindset. If you're listening to music that's going to empower you, it's going to elevate your mindset. But if you're watching the news, it ain't going to really elevate your mindset. So again, what are you listening to? What are you reading? What are you, all these things are input into your brain. When you talk about your feed, what are you being fed? I'm not just talking about your nutrition of your food. I'm talking about your content on your Instagram, on your Twitter, on your, on your podcast. Who are you listening to? Is it elevating you or is it pulling you down? Jim, your whole podcast, you know, with, with the reinvention project, that, that's all about what you're doing as far as you're feeding people's mindsets, great stuff. So when they're out for their walk, jog, run, they're in the gym lifting or they're in a car, they're in a plane. This is thing, this is fuel that's going to get your mind right. Hey, and by the way, Todd, for me personally as well, like I do want to give back and I do want to help others, but I'm going to be very selfish and very transparent. I wanted to feed my own mind this sort of thing. I wanted access to people like you and others to feed my mind and others. And I love this whole sense, like this this thing about consumption, Todd. It used to be you are what you eat. You are what you eat. But we are also what we read. We are what we see. We are what we hear. Consumption is all-encompassing, isn't it? It's not just food. And a hundred percent. Now think about this. And you talk about habits, you think about, okay, if I said, what are your best habits? And you wrote down your best habits. You think about your best habits right now. You probably think about your physical activity or your nutrition, what you're doing. But if I said, what are your worst habits? I would say this even for myself, what habits do I need to clean up? For me, it's scrolling. Okay. Scrolling on Instagram, too much time on Instagram or on social media. That's not good for the mindset. What are you watching? What are you reading? If I could take 20 minutes instead of just scrolling needlessly through, through stuff, what about if I was reading a book or I was listening to an audio book or if I was listening to this podcast instead? Much better for the mindset. So when I talk about your feed and you think about, when you all think about what are you being fed? Think about your habits again. Where do I clean it up? I, with all my athletes, I always say this. What are, you, what are you eating outside of this session? What are you eating? And I'm talking about what are you literally eating, but also what are you consuming? What are you watching? What is it? What's on your feed right now on your social media? Are you looking at stuff that you shouldn't? Guess what? It affects the mind. You want to clean stuff up? Are you listening? If you're a, a man or a woman of faith, you want to listen to more faith-based stuff, then listen to more faith-based stuff. It's going to lift your spirit up. If you want to listen to more positivity, then listen to more podcasts that are going to lift your spirits up. Because the last I checked, right now, the world ain't doing that for us. You put on the on the TV, it ain't doing it for us. We have to consciously make decisions that are going to allow us to actually get our mind right. Heck, Jim, that's why I wrote the book, the same thing. It was because I wanted to make sure that I was feeding my mind and I could help the people who I influence and coach the same thing. Why I started my podcast. Why? I want to have those conversations to help get people's minds, bodies, and souls right. This is it. It's like mind control, but in a good way. You want to control and direct your own mind. And it's, you know, not, it's not even like simple but not easy. It's hard no matter what. Todd, I want to go back to something you said about feelings. Now, this you, this is not an original thought. You're not the first one to say this, but you said this about as well as anybody can. And since I started this journey and now we're 30 some odd episodes in, it's come up almost every single time I've talked to a really high achiever and I absolutely love it. And I think you touched on this, this notion of feelings. If you always kind of act or react or give into your feelings, you're not going to show up every single time the way you need to, can you kind of break down your thought about standard over feelings or mind over feelings? You have to override your feelings, don't you? Every single day. Yeah. 
I was listening to a program here recently, Jim, and they said this, the standard is the standard. Yep. So, so what are your standards? <laughs> you were talking about it. It was you. What's your standard? So what's your standard? You got to identify what your standard is. Because if you don't have standards, then you're going to sink down to what? Your level of training. So when it comes to uh, feelings, you've got to identify, what do I stand for? What are my core values? What am I going to get behind? What's burning inside of me that's going to help me change the world? Because let's just assume right now that if you're listening in, you have achieved some level of success, but you're probably doing some soul search and saying, there's got to be more to life. I could be better as a spouse. I could be better as a husband for myself. Like, what can I do? There's got to be more. There's got to be more. So what's the standard? And who am I marking my standard against? Because if I'm not marking the standard against the right, the right person or, or set of values, then I'm going to be average, and that's not who I am. So the standard is the standard. So if you know what the standard is, then don't base your standard on your feeling. You just got to do what's got to get done. It comes down to your routine. It comes down to do you have the discipline to get your tail up at whatever time that is for you. I don't care if it's 4 a.m., 6 a.m., 8 a.m. Get in what needs to get done. You create the routine that's a winning routine for you. I call it the WLWB, when life works best. When life works best. When life works best, what are you doing? What, what are you doing when life works best? When you literally plan out your day and your week, what is your routine that you know who you hanging out with, who you training with, what were you eating, where were you living? What was your environment like? What were you not doing? When you can identify that and do those things, now all of a sudden, when you identify when life is working best, I need to do these things, then it just comes to that becomes the standard. That's what I need to do. And it's no different whether I was training an executive, an entrepreneur, or a high-level athlete. Here's the standard. This is what we need to do. If you're willing to abide by the standard, the results are going to be really good. And you're going to be fired up. You're going to be fueled up. I don't care if it's on the gridiron. I don't care if it's in the basketball court or if it's in the boardroom. When you know what the standard is and you're willing to do what needs to be done to get to do what you need to do, then the results are going to speak for themselves. And then it seems to me like, I don't want to say it's autopilot, but once the standard is set and your habits are set and you create those habits, then you can always fall back on them or it's not even conscious. You just do it. You just know it just, you show up that way, which brings me to the next point. Todd, I've heard you talk about this. And when you talk about being an overcomer, it's a mindset and it's a mindset of showing up every single day. Now I want to ask you about that. It's one thing to say you show up every single day, but do you break that down even further? For instance, when you show up every single day, are we talking about showing up for every single thing from sunup to sundown? Are we talking about showing up for every conversation, every phone call, every little thing? Is it realistic to show up all day, every minute of every day? Yeah, that's a good question. Well, I definitely like the plan. And I like to plan out my days. I like to plan out my weeks. And I'm not saying you always have to be on. As a matter of fact, I think what the, the key to being on is to actually be able to turn it off. So I have a, a very specific and structured plan that I follow. And even when I plan out my weeks and I look at my, my schedule and plan out you know, my mornings and, and the day of what I'm doing, um, I call it mellow yellow time. When you get to mellow yellow time and you actually turn it off, people, when I get on stage and I'm doing a talk or if I'm, I'm, I'm leading a workshop or coaching, like, man, are you always like this? Actually, I'm not. I'm not always fiery and, and that guy like, oh man, he, he's crazy. Listen, 
I'm not always like that. If you were to ask my wife, she's like, man, when Todd's at home, he's chilling out. He's pretty relaxed. Um, but there's a time when you got to turn it off and there's a time when you got to turn it on. The key is knowing when to sprint and when to stop, when to sprint and when to stop. Because for many years, I was always sprinting and sprinting and sprinting and go, 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 go. But you die. You literally just, you, you burn out. So how do you build in more mellow yellow time and blue sky time into your life so that you can think and plan about what you want when you can think and plan blue sky time about what you want? I call it your God sized dreams. What are the dreams that 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 you're going to do to live the life that you're designed to live when you live out that? OK, that's going to give you the juice, the mojo that says, OK, I can stick with the discipline to do what I need to do. So I do plan out my days, but I know this, that. Even in my book, the Get Your Mind Right book, I actually have a, a chapter designed toward mastering your time, energy, and focus, your time, energy, and focus, because you can't be on all the day. So how do you work in what I work in 90-minute blocks? If I've got an important podcast or an article to write or uh, a coaching session, I'm going to work in 90-minute blocks. And I'm going to take a few minutes off to go for a walk, get a quick little movement session in. I'm going to take a little time off, get back to a 90-minute block. If I can get in two 90-minute blocks a day, I'm good. Three, very good. Four 90-minute blocks, man, watch out world. So I work in blocks of time, knowing when my peak circadian rhythm cycles are. So circadian rhythms are natural rhythms, biorhythms, when you feel your best, when you most focused. We all have them. You got to identify them. And then you got to say, okay, between these hours, I know I got to be on. Other than that, man, I'm going to turn it off and I'm going to I'm going to focus on the other the other aspects of my life as well. So Todd, for 90 minutes, does that mean you don't pick up your phone? Does that mean you don't check your email? Does that mean you don't have a conversation with somebody else? Does that mean does that mean that whatever you're doing, you're doing and only that for 90 straight minutes? That's it. WTF. What the focus Focus, focus, focus. Turn the phone off, put on airplane mode, turn the auto responders on. I'm not checking DMs. If it's important and I want at least one 90-minute block, ideally at least two a day, though everything's being turned off. I'm turning my phone off. I'm turning everything off, and I'm going to focus on my writing. I love to write or whatever it is, whatever you love to do. Get the blocks in. If you need to increase, increase your sales, uh, you got to eat that frog early in the morning. you got to do what you don't like to do the first thing in the morning or in your, in your peak blocks. You got to get done what, what you need to get done first thing versus I'll wait to the end of the day. I'll wait to the end of the day. I'll wait to the end of the day. Hey, wait to the end of the day. It eats you up all day. You don't get to do your best work. So do your best work, the most important work early in the day. Listen, I, I could fire questions at you for hours. I'm going to pick some spots before I let you go. What's that mean, though? Eat your frog. <laughs> do the things you don't like to do early. Um, yeah, that's what it means is you, whatever you need to do, the big rocks, the big rocks in your life. If you want to, if you want to do needle movers, these are the things that are going to move your business, your career, your relationships first and early eat that frog means do it first thing in the morning before anything else gets done. Well, and as we know, right, and do them anyway, because part of the separation that people have, people who succeed are they get themselves to do things they don't want to do because most people will not do things they don't want to do. Now, you've been talking about this for a few minutes about the importance of eating your frog in the morning or planning your day. The one thing I haven't asked you directly about is the importance of a strong morning routine. How important is that? For me, it's everything. I, I, I just can't imagine. I just can't imagine having a routine in the morning. I don't care what time you start your day for me. That morning routine, by the way, could be 10 minutes. 
or it could be an hour. For me, it's an hour. And now somebody like, yeah, but Todd, I start my day at 6 a.m. Okay, that's cool. And you could get up at 4.30 potentially and do a 10-minute routine where you get quiet time, where you, you open up your journal for two or three minutes and you reflect on the gratitude that you have in a day. It could mean you go out for a walk, take the pup out for a, a walk, and you just get some quiet time. For me, I'm very structured. The morning time, it calibrates. And one of the, I have some rules for my life, Jim, and one of the rules, it's actually my first rule is I don't turn my phone on the first hour of the day. That's rule number one. And here's why. Because my phone creates anxiety. As soon as I turn it on, I got DMs, I got texts, tweets, emails coming through, and I feel like I got to get back to everybody. And next thing I know, I've wasted 15, 20, 30 minutes on reacting to people at six o'clock in the morning, and I haven't even got my workout in. I haven't got my quiet time in. So my first rule is this, don't turn the phone on. And that's that's like a wrestling match every day. Like I know there are people who need me. I'm like, forget it. So between five and six, when I wake up, I'm not turning the phone on. I'm going to dial in my routine. That's quiet time. That's movement time. That's making sure I get breakfast when I'm done. Then, then I can turn my phone on and start reacting to everyone else. This is what I always say. Either you dominate the day or the day dominates you. And that day getting dominated all starts in the morning. You got to dominate your morning. And again, I don't care if it's 10 minutes. You got to have a routine that sets you up for success. And that could be, don't turn your phone on first thing in the morning for the first 10 minutes, 30 minutes. For now, for me now, it's an hour. Sorry, the first hour belongs to me. The wife's not up. The kids ain't up. It's just my time. Me and my pup, we're the only two up. And we're going to get our time to get in the word, to have some quiet time and start to move the body, get in a little gym at my house and start to crush it. Now, if I got my workout in, I crushed it. I got my body worked. I got my spirit flowing. I got the podcast in. It's another rule. 30 minutes of podcast, every workout. I'm going to put the music on after that. I'm going to crank it. Now, all of a sudden, oh, watch out world. I'm good to go. I'll react to everything else because there's going to be fires. Last I check, every single day there's fires and they don't go as well as I expect. But if I didn't get that, that time in the morning for me, man. I am not the same man. I'm not the good husband, father that I want to be. I'm not the leader at my, my business I want to be. So for me, the morning routine, it sets it all up for success. All right, so two really quick things. You set it up like that. You set your day up so you can dominate your day. Todd, what's it look like? Flip that on its head. If the day dominates you, what does that mean? What does that look like? What does that feel like? I mean, for any of us, not just you. Anxiety. It's anxiety, Jim. Right, right. It's anxiety. It's And it creeps up the days I don't do it. I, I, I get anxiety and it's, it's an, it's an angst. It's this weird angst that you get inside of you. Dude. And no, yes, it. yes, no, I know. Gosh darn it. Why, why did I not do that this morning? Or I had to fly out yesterday from the East coast and I, my whole routine was jacked up and I just didn't feel like you were me. off and I hate it. I'm off. I can't, I can't operate at the level I want to. Maybe no one else knows it, but I know it. I, I know the feeling of that angst and anxiety, and it's not a good thing. Now, I can't imagine doing that for two, three, four days in a row, because now all of a sudden, we can every now and then afford to lose a day. You can't, allude to, uh, you can't afford to lose days or weeks. That creeps up, and next thing you know, anxiety is taking over your life, or depression is overtaking your life, and you're doing all this searching. So I do believe that it comes down to, I don't want to say control the controllables because everyone says control the controllables, but what truly are the things in your life that you can control? And when you look at the things, those habits that we can control, when you abide by your rules based on your WLWB, when life works best, and you do those things, and you have the discipline to do those things, and maybe it's about being a better spouse and you want to be a better parent, you want to be a better dad, all of a sudden now, 
like you're, you're, you're better. And that's what we're all about. That's why we listen to the show, right? We want to be better, better men, better women, whatever it is uh, that we want to be better at. And to me, that's why I exist. I, this is so amazing. It's just like super food for the mind and body. One last thing before I let you go, Todd. I really appreciate you, and I appreciate your time. I'm, I'm, just, I'm pumped. I'm fired up. I want to ask you about one person, and he wrote the forward to your book, Get Your Mind Right, Drew Brees. And, you know, this is not a sports podcast per se because I've got plenty of those, but this is a guy that I hold in really, really high regard. Essentially, this is the guy, the thing that you and I have spent the last 45 minutes talking about, this guy, Drew Brees, embodies all of this I'm really curious you know he's a good friend of yours and a client what's it like to work with him like how much of you is because of your working with him and how much of him is because he works with you yeah sometimes the mentor becomes the mentee right we've had a a, a 20-year friendship and uh it was based on way back 2003 Ladanian Tomlinson bringing bringing the rookie quarterback into Fitness Quest 10 and next thing I know I started working on his core and started helping his body and then if you remember I know you Jim remember but if you're new to the show or watching sport it, you know Drew ripped his shoulder out of a socket 2006 sure did you talk about having to get your mind right Dr. Andrews telling him hey Drew your career's over I'm like no it ain't you have no idea what's inside of you. We're going to get after it. And, and it started back then in the early 2000s of, hey, I don't care that you're six foot and 203 pounds. Let's let's show the world what we're all about. In a weird way, Jim, I'd say this to you is <laughs> taking you back to my story is in some ways, I always saw a little bit of myself in Drew because I was that undersized quarterback that never got a chance to, to live out my dream of playing in the NFL. And God had a different plan for me to become a trainer, open a gym and work with athletes and clients who I needed to, to rip the dream out of them. Well, over the 20 year career, I had to, to work with Drew. Now I train him, <laughs> I joke around, I train him to look good on TV. Um, it, it's more about this. Uh, Drew Brees is the man that you see on TV and you interview on your shows. Um, is He is a man of character, faith, and integrity. And what you see is who he is. And uh, he is the man I've never, ever in 20 years seen him turn down an autograph request. He, he says yes to as many people as he possibly could. He overextends himself uh, to the point of where I'm like, man, you, you, need, you need to slow down because I, I see some of myself in him. And uh, He's a man who really wants to make the world a better place. And uh, I, it's a blessing to work with him and call him a friend. And in, in so many ways, he's helped me as much as I've, I've helped him. And, you know, you talked to Drew, he said that I'd be a mentor. But in a lot of ways, I view him as, as one of my best friends and a mentor. And it's just a great friendship. And, Jim, you know this as well as anyone and, and talk about reinvention. When you're going deep on yourself, you got to put yourself around people who are going to challenge you and, and call you out when you're not doing the things you want to do in any area of your life, in any area of your life. And Drew and I have always had that, that relationship where we'll call each other out. We got to make sure that we're training hard and we're doing the right things on and off the field, so to speak, uh, in the weight room. But when it comes time to train, even now, <laughs> he's in his 40s, I'm 50. Man, when it's time to train, you got to go. We got to go. We got we to flip the switch. And, uh, and that's what we do. And Drew's been a special human being to me and my career, my family. Um, he's helped a lot of people. And even what he does through his foundation, the Breeze Dream Foundation, man, I'm honored to call him a friend.
Well, I've heard him say it, Todd, that when he shows up inside your facility, your mind best be right or you're going to hear about it from you. I mean, th- this is such an easy, fascinating conversation, and it's it's too bad. I keep trying to let you go, but you keep saying things that I feel oh. like I have to ask you about. Todd, <laughs> here is the last thing. You just mentioned how important it is to have people around you that will call you out. I know you are very intentional about mm. who you're with and who you surround yourself with. How, in fact, how much thought do you give to who you're going to roll with and who you're going to let in your life and who you're going to spend that precious quality time with? How important is that? And that's, that's so important because who you hang out is how you think. So what conversations are you having? And, and we all have those special people. Matter of fact, if I was to ask you who are the three to five people closest to you in your life, if you were to look at your speed dial, who's on your speed dial, are those the type of people that you want to be like? Are you having are you having conversations about investments or about your health or about being a good father or a good husband? Like for me, talking about intentional, I look at guys like Drew. I look at uh, Pastor David Jeremiah, who I train in, Miles McPherson. These are guys who I'm constantly um, talking to on the phone and training and thinking, hey, here's how I could be a better man. Here's how I could think about how I could create, you know, even better investments in my own life, not just investments financially, but in all areas of my life. How do I give back more in, in legacy? What can I do to create my own life? I talked about Dave Ramsey earlier, a guy who I, you know, studying for 20 something years as well. Like I look at, okay, how can, how can I be smarter fiscally to do better things, to give back and create impact uh, to the people who I influence? So I was able, even on a minute level, that comes down again to social media. Who's on my feed? <laughs> who, who, who am I looking at? Like, what am I listening to? And even on my podcast is who, what, what people am I sharing on the show? Are they elevating the vibration in the world or not? So to me, it's everything. It's, it's when you look at your world, if you want to elevate up to the next level, that you want to keep climbing the mountain, you got to think about your inner circle. Man, your, in your inner circle? Who, who, who do you have to eliminate? Yeah, exactly. Who who you're with is how you think is awesome. And are they elevating yep. the vibration of the world is also awesome. So really quickly, Todd, the book, Get Your Mind Right. Is this two things? Is this available wherever they get their books? And secondarily, I shouldn't do two-part questions. If people want to either work with you, get to know you, interact with you, are you available to them in that regard? What's the best way for them to do so? Yeah, thanks, Jim. I appreciate that. The best way, I mean, get your mind right. Yeah, you can get the book anywhere. I have a podcast. It's called The Todrick and Impact Show. And um, people can check me out social media. I do check all my social media on Instagram. Just my name, Todd Durkin. You know what I'm most fired up about right now as 2022 near approaches? I I literally just created a, a planner. It's my uh, God-sized dreams planner because I am a planner. I strategically reverse engineer uh, what I'm working on. It's got all my tools in it. If someone wants to start there, it's probably a great place. Is you can go on Amazon and, and get the God-sized dreams planner or just go to my website, toddurkin.com and, and uh, man, reach out to me. I'll definitely get back to you. Uh, I'm always about impact. If I can help some person get to the next level, it doesn't matter who you are, where you live. The beauty about today's technology is through podcasts like this, Jim, uh, through my podcast, we can reach folks all over the world. So, Todd, I want to say, first of all, thank you very, very much. And I want to tell you how much I got out of this. This is definitely one that I would listen to over and over again. And what I really appreciate you is you practice what you preach. You showed up 
a certain way. You showed up. That, that was not a matter of going through the motions. That's another podcast, this, that, or the other. I mean, you were locked in for every single second of that podcast, and I felt the need to raise my game up as well. Like, you want to be around people who make you better. You certainly make it better, and you make me better, and I know the listeners would say the same thing. I appreciate you very much, Todd. Thank you so much for doing that. Jim, I appreciate you. And you know, I've been listening for over 20 years myself. And the fact that you're sharing so unequivocally, uh, you're genuine, you're authentic. And I think the, the listeners love hearing your story as well. So thank you for what you're doing, brother. My man, of course, I know better than to say this, but... There are no hacks. There are no shortcuts. There are no magic pills to give you what this guy has. But if there were, I would be slamming them like Tic Tacs. If there was a shot to give me what Todd Durkin has, I would hammer that spike. Of course, he'd say, hey, dummy, you can have this. You can be this. Just do as I do. Do the work. Hey, notice also he came in with a variation of my favorite theme since I started this journey. The theme of standard over feelings or mind over feelings. I'm not really sure who came up with that notion originally. I just know that virtually every dynamic person that I've had on this podcast and every successful person I've ever met all subscribe to it. And Todd Durkin is merely the latest. He reminds us all that we're what he calls overcomers and that overcoming more than anything else is simply a mindset. A mindset to show up no matter how you're feeling, to show up every single day for everything, regardless of how you're feeling, to do your best work on your worst days. You feel like crap? Doesn't matter. No one cares. Do the job. Again, just another super achiever pushing what is becoming pillar number one to me, standard over feelings, mind over feelings. Fact of the matter is, it doesn't matter how you feel. Your feelings are irrelevant. They don't get a vote. Overcome. Do it daily and do it by showing up and showing out regardless of how you feel. You know, maybe you're still pushing back on this. Maybe you're saying, hey, Rome, fact is, I really do feel awful. I just can't get going. I'm just not right. I think I'm depressed. Listen, if you have a mental health issue, that's serious. You obviously should consult with a mental health professional and speak to somebody trained to help you with that. Absolutely. But if you just can't seem to get going, I love Todd's advice to just get going. If you want to become an overcomer, another great way to do it is to train every day for the next 30 days because, quote, motion is lotion and movement is medicine. <laughs> motion is lotion and movement is medicine. Man, that's gold. Motion is lotion and movement is medicine. Hell yes. Let's all commit to ditching one of our actual meds in exchange for the med that is movement. And finally, I absolutely love how intentional Todd is about who he surrounds himself with. You know the old saying, you are who you roll with. He has an even better way of putting it. Who you hang out with is how you think. 100 freaking percent. You hang out with low energy losers who suck the life out of you. You too will become a low energy loser who sucks the life out of others. An energy vampire. But if you hang out with motivated, determined, disciplined, positive, driven folks, you will develop a similar mindset. Water does sink to its own level. The cream will always rise to the top. 
I hope you get as much out of that conversation with Todd Durkin as I did. If so, be sure to pick up his book, Get Your Mind Right. It's a tremendous read. Also, reach out to him on social and let him know how much you enjoyed the conversation. And if you did, please feel free to share it with others. And in the meantime, have a tremendous week. Thank you for your support and taking this journey with me. And I will see you next time right here on The Reinvention Project with Jim Rome. Seeking the truth never gets old. Introducing June's Journey, the free-to-play mobile game that will immerse you in a thrilling murder mystery. Join June Parker as she uncovers hidden objects and clues to solve her sister's death in a beautifully illustrated world set in the Roaring Twenties. With new chapters added every week, the excitement never ends. Download June's Journey now on your Android or iOS device or play on PC through Facebook games.